Oh shit, shit, hang on. Uh, what? What's the podcast called? Yeah, and I was I was literally thinking that Fuck. before. <laughs> um, Bengals and Bingo, the, the Union Clowns. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't know. It, it, we, we don't have to have a name right now. I don't know. I kind of want a, a name, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Welcome, welcome to the No Name Union podcast. Unikey in the, U, the UK. Is that. I don't <laughs> think that's anything. I don't think that's. <laughs> Perfect. Hello and welcome to Unions in the UK. This is a union-based podcast that Corey and I wanted to create, uh, and now we're doing it. Hooray! <laughs> Corey, would you like to introduce yourself to the, the cool listeners? Hi, my name's Corey. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a member of PCS, which is the Public and Commercial Services Union, the union for like, the civil servants and public sector workers in the UK. Um, I'm a member of the branch executive committee in my branch and the uh, young members network in the northwest. That's all I got for me. Cool. <laughs> Hi, I'm Henry. Pronouns they them. I'm a member of uh, UCU uh, and IWW. Uh, and I'd say ACORN, but I'm a very inactive member. So <laughs> oh shit, I'm also a member of ACORN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I guess we're talking specifically about workplace unions, right? Uh, I mean, today, yeah, like, we're going to yeah, start yeah. off with workplace unions because, obviously, there's all the strikes going on, but... Yeah, yeah, you know... that's a strike. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, um, I, I'm also on uh, uh, the communications sack for the Manchester branch of the IWW, uh, just for a bit of information. Uh, I, I help run the Twitter, and I'm trying to do other stuff, but I am functionally useless, so... <laughs> um, cool. Uh, Corey, why do we, we want to do this? I'm going to put that on you. Wonderful. I mean, this was my idea. I did just message you. Um, I think it was during the heatwave we had last week. I messaged you fully in the grips of heat madness, being like, <laughs> Henry, I've got, I've got to get this the thoughts about unions and stuff out of my head and other than posting on Twitter uh, the only thing I can think to do is a podcast like nice <laughs> um, yeah like you know all the communists in like the early 1900s every single one of them had their own little newspaper the modern, literally yeah, like the modern equivalent is starting your own podcast so it's straight up having your own twitter meme page and having a podcast that's <laughs> that's how the, that's how the commies do it nowadays yeah living up to a rich tradition <laughs> rich tradition of posting <laughs> just without without stop without yeah, stop non-stop posting the communist manifesto <laughs> that's what karl marx had envisioned that's the first line post non-stop <laughs> do not stop posting my children. God's sake. <laughs> Dude, love posting in linen. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Right. So, what are we talking about today? What What's the, uh, what's the whole idea here? So, today we just want to sort of lay out the situation for trade unions in the UK. Um, because... We're in the middle of a strike wave. It started, well, I don't know about started, but like, uh, there've been a number of strikes going on for a while, and they're only ramping up. So, people can sometimes struggle to figure out why trade unions act the way they act, and what they're doing, and what the legislation is, and what sort of constraints are put on them by the government. So we just want to start with an introduction to that, just so you sort of have a bit more context for what's going on with the strikes and and why why they've got to be this way. Corey, imagine that I have somehow found this podcast 
uh, and I saw the title of it, and I, I, I didn't know what, what any of it was, and even though this podcast has, like, maybe, what, three listeners for this first episode, or whatever. Love you, mum. And, love my mum, and, and, um, and they're, like, sat here, like, well, I, I don't know what a strike is. <laughs> I don't know why this is useful, but it's, it's nice context. So, a little bit of information about that. Okay, uh, a strike is when you, as a as a worker, as the person who produces something for profit at your at your job, which is then cycled back into wages for you and for management, you withdraw that labour. You stop doing the work in order to win concessions from management. Um, and you know that's things like increased pay better conditions uh, there was a lot of stuff in the uk sort of over the last couple of years with deliveroo drivers who weren't necessarily striking for better pay so much as striking to be recognized as workers and sort of withdrawing their labor they stopped ferrying food around uh, at set times to sort of i suppose cause damage to the employer to sort of demonstrate how much value they bring to show how worthwhile they are and that's part of how you get you get management to concede on stuff is you have to demonstrate to them how much value you bring and how much power you have when you and your co-workers all act together and the simplest and most direct way of doing that is just to down tools and stop working and that's that's a strike speaking to the liberals in the room <laughs> again i love you mum. start with that <laughs> fuck me um why can't workers just go to the management uh you know as individuals and you know suggest improvements why can't they just do that so i mean you can it just won't get you anywhere like you the one person out of what hundred people where you work a thousand more you on your own saying i want things to be better management can sort of turn around to you and say yeah well tough we we have all the power we control whether you get paid we control the work that you do we control the way your day is structured so you're gonna like it or lump it basically it's when you go as part of a group, as part of a collective, you and your co-workers all get together and say, we all think this is unfair and we're not going to do it anymore. Like that's that's when you actually have some power in in the bargaining situation. I think it was like Mick Lynch saying like the, the alternative is to beg. Like, we don't want to beg for things to get better anymore. We want to bargain. And the only way that you and your co-workers can bargain effectively is as as a unit with the power that you have as as a group that's hot uh. <laughs> yeah and also a thing about strikes um, as well as like being an effective way of improving things in your workplace they are very hot and very sexy yeah, very... yeah. the one thing people forget to consider is how hot and sexy it actually makes you people <laughs> think it's all people think you it's it's all about you know like uh, p- posting real good and, and getting all the likes and retweets, but no, it's it's striking is what makes you really hot and sexy. Yeah, you don't you don't need clout when you have the power of a union. That's <laughs> I swear I heard God an anime. Swear, like, yeah, you that's need the inflection you were going with. God, anime, and the collective bargaining power of your colleagues. <laughs> okay um right uh so it is hot strike summer at the moment um we there's a there's a there's a there's a strange phenomena at the moment people seem to be not doing their work anymore for no reason (laughs) uh it's it's pretty weird right that everyone all of a sudden is just kind of like i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) i don't want to be here anymore um (laughs) Yeah. What? 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 How we got? How? How? How did we get to hot strike summer? Like, what? What happened? 
basically the the working conditions in the UK have been degrading for decades. The like wage like real wages versus inflation haven't really been keeping up for literally decades at this point and that sort of you know, uh, only 90s kids will remember the financial <laughs> crash of 2008. And Classic. Yeah. It was a good year. Good year. Yeah, and that sort of, you know, um, kicked all this degrading into overtime where, like, um, businesses w- suddenly weren't raising wages even as fast as they had been before that and the government insulated the people who caused the crisis from all of the fallout which means that they're just continuing to do what they were doing in the run-up to the fallout uh they've well, also oh god i was just gonna say you need to protect those people because like what if we want another fallout <laughs> if we want a second one if yeah yeah well we've got a financial crisis at home so we don't need another one um, well, I don't know. I, I like the, the I like because we live in a capitalist, you know, system in a in a capitalist country. That gives us the variation to choose which financial crisis we have next, right? You can go into a supermarket. They have lots of brands of financial <laughs> crisis. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the wonder. Yeah, that's yeah. the wonder of living you, in a in a capitalist system. You get to choose which one's next. Yeah, you've you got. Don't, yeah. You don't need just one. Yeah, you've got your Nestle water crisis, or oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> your your British gas energy crisis. Christ, you know, you get you get a pick. Yeah, you've got you've got your sort of like own brand housing crisis. You know that one's mm. that one's nice, nice little. That one's yeah, that, that's got a good flavour to it. Yeah. Um, I speaking to the lack of public sector pay raises. Um. I, I said before I'm a member of UCU. Uh, we were on strike in December and also in March and then March again. There was kind of two. It's, it's been part of the same ongoing strike action, um, and we might be going on strike again soon enough. But university staff, there hasn't been a, a, a pay rise in like what I think it's. It was 10 years a year ago, so now 11 years. <laughs> that's quick maths, um, baby. That's good maths. Uh, that's bad maths, actually. Rancid maths. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, I imagine this is the same for a lot of uh, public sector workers, where, um, you know, the, the and especially the, the line from the higher-ups is, oh, you got to take that up with the government, baby. And then the line from the government is, oh, take that up with your employers, um so it's uh, a bit frustrating as well just that that's just some context i've been affected by this one so it's important (laughs) (laughs) yeah it affected you the protagonist of the protagonist yeah yeah. we we are the two main characters in this co-op game called (laughs) called uh the workers struggles yeah so yeah, like that's been that's been going on for ages the as well as like wages in the private sector uh, slowing down because of the financial crash and everything. Uh, the public sector has just been like choked of money. Obviously, you just said the the education sector has been just brutalised by cuts and by a, a blanket refusal to to see that there are going to be problems with not paying people enough to do what is a very difficult job. I'm sure it's fine. It's, I'm it's, sure it's fine. It's probably all going to blow over, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, um, or it won't, th- and and you get to go on strike again. No, you see, like, it's like a Seinfeld episode, right? The, <laughs> you know, there's a problem that arises, the Seinfeld gang have to, I don't know, like, uh, they have to, like, they... capture a villain who's been stealing yeah, yeah. their shoes for whatever reason. They... But by the end of the episode, it's like none of that ever happened. The start of the next episode, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, nothing happened. Everything is self-contained within 30 minutes. Um, I also I also missed out as well. The the way that we're paid is based on grades, um, and those grades uh, you don't you don't really get pay rises within those. It's like you don't really get promotions or anything. You um, you take on a new role that is in a different grade, and that is how you get more money. Um, and you know that sometimes that is not ideal, especially the 
when new roles come with like an insane amount of new responsibilities and sometimes responsibilities that you don't necessarily agree with <laughs> yeah so it, it's it's rancid it's it's bad the vibes are off um and i'm gonna redact it <laughs> yeah obviously i also as part of like pcs i work in the public sector as well so i'm i'm really familiar with that uh that the the only way it seems to get a decent pay bump is to move to an entirely different job uh, because year on year your pay doesn't actually go up in any meaningful way so the only way to fix that is to take on more responsibility and do a, a totally different job even when the job that you were doing for not enough pay still needs doing that that still yes. needs to happen it's not a um, it's not a good fix for people to have to jump out of positions that don't pay enough because they still need doing the work <laughs> still needs to happen definitely and uh, fucking usually as well the, the 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 jobs that pay median wage in the UK <laughs> so i've 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 like every every job i've had so far has been under median wage uh, medium pay what's the word which is like what 31000 um, at the moment, so, that, something like that. The well. the averages of like wage and stuff. That's that's really horrible maths because it is rancid maths. Yeah, yeah they just pick pick whichever one suits an argument, and it's yeah, yeah. it's very difficult to understand what's actually happening, except that none of us are being paid enough. That's sort of that's sort of yes. my takeaway. Anytime I look at like. Oh, the average in, in the UK is this, and you're getting paid that, and like the average household income is this, and your household's that. It's like none of us are being paid enough. That's yes. that's yeah, the be yeah. all end all. Like there, there um, is there is money. The money exists. I can see it. I can see <laughs> the money. I can see. I can. I can literally <laughs> see it. Um, they're they're, oh, they're building a whole new fucking. Just uh, this is another tangent. They're building a whole new, like million pound building onto the side of the university at the same time the university is turning to all of us and being like we don't have any money and you're like i can see it it's there it's literally there um but yeah uh on the topic of like if you want to get more money uh usually you have to take up some sort of uh like managerial role um i would rather die um (laughs) The, it, it, it's wild that the only way to make more money is to inflict damage upon other workers like yeah and that's like it's one of these really old ideas of trade unionism and sort of leftism more generally i suppose that the idea isn't to rise out of your class and stop yeah, stop yeah, yeah. being working class and become managerial class and like become like a petty bourgeois dickhead but in a university <laughs> Um, the idea is that that your class should raise with you the conditions of the people on the lowest rung of society should all get get better. That should be how things improve. Is that the worst gets better and eventually yes. stops being unbearably bad until you know we can maybe get rid of the whole system entirely. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, whoa. It's, uh, it's, whoa. <laughs> it's not working out for us, is all I'm saying. Is it's... Slamming the big button saying call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, like, exactly. Like, it, 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 it should not be about uh, taking all the working class people and making them middle or whatever class. Like, not working class, basically. It should be about making it possible to not starve to death as a working class that should be the goal right yeah um so yeah um well that was that was that was a fair bit uh we we haven't actually spoken about have we spoken about the unions planning on going strike soon no we haven't uh because there are shitloads of them there are so many um the rmt is probably the most high profile uh they work on the railways in the uk uh they had a big very public strike uh, in the last couple of weeks, and I believe they're planning on going again because the government and their employer uh, are sort of not understanding that what they're asking for is is a fair um, is fair treatment. They're not asking for 
the moon. They're not asking to establish the the um, UK Railway Soviet. Like that's not happening. They just want a fair. Which is a shame, really. <laughs> yeah, they could they could be asking for so much more. Is is the point there? Like they could be asking <laughs> for loads more, and they're ask what they're asking for is actually really really reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um... I, I've been, like, particularly impressed with the RMT on how pretty much every aspect of comms that has come out from them has it, it kind of played the UK tabloids a little bit. Like, they, I, it, like all the, the Mike Lynch stuff been pretty good. Um, like, I don't know, it just feels like the, the tabloids weren't particularly ready to, to deal with that. Yeah, so this is um, a, a really interesting thing that's happened and a complete tangent, but basically in in the past, like, um, in, like, the eight, like, as far back as, like, the 80s and stuff, there used to be, like, trade union representatives on the news constantly. Like, the government had, like, an industrial relations minister. Nice. And slowly over time, as the sort of power of the unions has been weakened through a series of successive... Uh, legislations they've replaced the like industrial relations stuff with like business stuff as if it's the same thing and that we wouldn't mm. notice but the thing is that these trade union uh people like the general secretaries and the the presidents and stuff of the unions who are well-practiced speakers who are well-informed on the ground people in these industrial disputes like you saw it uh, as well as with Mick Lynch you saw Sharon Graham is really good at it yeah these yeah, people yeah. haven't gone away they haven't stopped getting the experience that they were getting when back when they used to be invited on telly all the time they haven't stopped getting the training through the union to to deal with the media to to talk to uh, like large groups of people and get the view of the workers across they haven't stopped that or gone away on any of it so as soon as they came back it was a bit of a shock because they're really practiced and polished performers <laughs> yes yeah 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 and the like the papers and the news readers have just been completely taken aback because they're not used to it at all anymore and they're not used yeah, to it... people being able to handle them in that way but, yeah, the, the union people just haven't gone away. They've still been working away in the background, improving stuff for for people in their union, um, like in the union uh, with them. But, yeah. It's, it's, it's always... The, the way I gauge uh, the, the spirit of the times of the, the UK is, is to go on a uh, news outlet's Facebook page and look at the comment section don't i think that's <laughs> i think that's a good way of gauging that's so unhealthy that's so um, bad for you that's that's just looking but, looking at an open sewer and going oh i i know how to to tell what the health of society is i'm gonna i'm gonna drink the poop water i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you how much e coli is in there based on how much e coli i get like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's see uh, it's a very quick way of fucking around and finding out but <laughs> that I, I've noticed a, a shift in the comment sections uh, and they've gone from uh, my brain hurt ow ow owie oh my brain hurt reading them to oh look everyone's actually on the side of of these unions and these strikes like occasionally you'll get like an absolute melt talking non-stop garbage about how actually Mike Lynch is uh, Jeremy Corbyn, but, you know, he's he bald now and also sexy, and <laughs> how he's coming to steal all our shoes and shit like that. You, you still get the occasional, like, absolute moon uh, people, um, but, like... Um, no, there's some, like, real fucking... Uh, at least, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they're just louder, but... Even in under like Daily Mail, like the people like conservative like leaning folks are like looking positively upon all this, which is bizarre, right? Yeah. Um, well, that, that's um, the. I mean, thing. I guess again, I mean, it's, it's you, because this opinion see... has disappeared from like the mainstream. Like it wasn't shown anywhere anymore. It doesn't mean people stopped agreeing with it. It's just they didn't yeah. get shown it anymore, so they couldn't 
parrot it because a lot of people do just form their opinions by you know what they read what they consume and yes. things like that and if they're not being given the left-wing perspective they're obviously going to be super hostile to it um yeah and that's that's what what my good friend nomio called manufacturing consent baby I I I I have a few of his books behind me that uh, I won't read because I'm incapable of reading, but you know I have the books, which is just as good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your bookshelf looks very, very yeah, yeah. well read, and that's someone comes that's into my need. room and is like, "Huh, wow, you you know about you know about uh, you've read uh, Zapatistas, you've read you've read you've read all this," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I've read it." I've read it. I've I've read the the spine of the book and the blurb on the back. It's pretty good. Yeah, so, it's a hefty read. John McDonnell said that this one was uh, a tour de force and essential for our times. And really, I think that's a great summary of that book. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> God's sake. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, apart from the RMT, there's 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 also what is it? The CWU's going on strike, yeah. or is currently on strike? I can't remember what their situation uh, was. So they just passed that the CWU, um, the postal workers branch, the people who work in post offices across the UK, have have passed a uh, strike ballot with like 97% yes or something like yeah that. it was tasty it was very good um, with a huge turnout as well like turnout. a 80% turnout or something like that right yeah so they've just passed that uh, the, so the post office is going on strike uh, fairly soon I don't know when I don't think they've actually announced the dates that they're going on strike yet um, but they're going on strike PCS um, where we are balloting um, members beginning the 26th of September, I believe, for six weeks we're balloting. Oh, cool. um, I know UCU, you've mentioned you might be going back on strike. I yeah, know. Uh, oh. I mean, like, there's a... Not to... to, not to... <laughs> I won't. I'll resist. I'll resist. I'll resist. But, uh, yeah, we, 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 we um, will be balloting. Not as soon as I'd like, but still, we are, we are balloting. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's that starts like August, um, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, I know Aslef, who were another union involved in transport in the UK, they're doing a strike. Well, no, they're doing a ballot rather. Uh, the barristers, um, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for the criminal courts, I think it's criminal. Uh, but they they've been doing action. Uh, basically every Monday for a few weeks now. Um, I know there have been strikes of bin workers in various places across the UK. Um, um, there's so many. There's, there's, there's too many to keep track of. There's so many people going on strike now. There's been quite a few recent wins as well. I mean, like, it, it, like my, in UCU alone, like, um, it's not necessarily what we asked for, and it's something that I personally wasn't even fucking aware of of but basically the 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 reason there's there's um a lot of the complaints uh workers like related issues in the university it's all around casualization um where some members of staff are just like uh, like part-time or treated like contractors or or, or whatever like it's a uh, it's 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 not great um but one thing that i did not realize was a thing is that uh, graduate, I think, I can't remember what it stands for, but GTAs, which sounds cool, mm. um, they weren't given sick pay at all. Um, and one of the which things we won for them... Which doesn't sound cool. One, one of the things we won for them was sick pay. And I, like, I, I heard that come from UCU comms. I was like, wait, they didn't have that? Like, <laughs> oh shit. Like, oh my god. Because um, they do absolutely shitloads of work. Um mm. Um, and uh, at the ass end of the university, pretty yeah. much all of the time. And that's, so I mean, that's the that thing, was a W. Yeah, and that's the thing with like these bigger strikes and everything, um, is that there's going to be issues across even your your own union that you're not necessarily aware of that yeah. are being campaigned on, um, because 
different people in different sections of a business are treated, or an organisation rather, not all businesses. Um, different people in different sections of an organisation are treated differently for you know obvious reasons, which means they've got different matters to to raise with an organisation, and it, it's not really possible for you as a single person to keep track of them all, which is why you know the, the collective action is is really good yeah yeah so i mean all these have been going on for a while all these different sort of build-ups to strikes and ballots have been going on ages uh, and the ballots themselves run for weeks and there's a reason they've got to do that and that's all because of the anti-trade union legislation that we've got in place in the uk yes uh I, this is where i'm pretty head empty uh, I know the legislation sucks and is rancid and bad and awful and should get in a bin. Um, but I don't have a, a, a decent bigger picture image of this, whereas whereas Corey uh, is is a smart um, goblin who likes to, to 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 get their hands to get our hands in all the dirty details. So, what what what's the legislation like? Okay, so from from like 2016 the the tories brought in uh, this new legislation about what a trade union has to do to uh, go on strike so the big one like the big sort of um hurdle for a trade union to overcome is you've got to get a 50 percent turnout and a 40 percent uh, support requirement so that means half of the workers need to, to half of the people eligible to vote in a strike. You all need to turn out. So if the the example on the little guide breakdown that I've I've seen is if a hundred workers are eligible to vote and only forty nine turn out, even if all forty nine vote in favour of striking, they you can't go on strike because you haven't met a fifty percent turnout requirement. And the 40% support requirement means 40% in total need to support the strike. So basically, again, going back to like the 100 workers who are eligible to vote, if 50 vote, at least 40 of them have to vote in favour because the, the percentage that you need to reach is based on 100% turnout not based on percent of the, the people who did turn out. Yeah. It's basically the idea is that um if people don't get back to to the union about a strike, it's assumed that you don't want to strike, so it's a it's taken as a no. But because of problems with it having to be sent via the post and There's a lot of problems in the post. Yeah. Um, there's a lot I'll of... talk about that after you're done, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely fine, yeah. The, because of problems with uh, getting stuff back to people in via the post, because of problems with getting messaging out to people, uh, because of all these kinds of problems and how, how uh, a ballot has to be conducted, because it, ha it has to be sent via post to you, you need to send it back... Um, and then it needs to arrive at the union headquarters by a certain date, which is why all the ballots go on for like six weeks, because they've got to send out the ballot and have it returned within the balloting period. You can't just ballot at a workplace. You can't just ballot like uh, um, online. You can't ballot in any way but the post. And it just makes it a real... A real hurdle for for trade unions to to strike because yeah it's hard to get all of those ducks in a row to 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 get it like yeah it's 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 an, it's an i'll try that again it's an insane expectation to 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 ask sort of thing but i guess that's a point right like yeah uh, well we need to discourage this from happening yeah i mean the thing is that it was brought so as well as like discouraging it to from like strike action from happening the legislation was actually brought in when unions were like historically at their weakest so in 2016 when the the legislation was 
brought in, it was like uh, 800,000 work days lost per year to, to strike action, which means basically 800,000 uh, days of work were were not done because a worker was on strike. So that could be like 200,000 people going on strike for four days. It could be one, yeah. one person somehow going on strike for 800,000 days. It sounds scary, though, if you say 800,000 days, though. Yeah, but then you compare that to work-related accidents and injuries. At, at, the, ta- oh, no. at the time, 28.2 million days lost to work-related accidents and injuries because your employer's not taking your health and safety seriously enough. That's a number that I don't like. That's... I'm not a fan of that number. <laughs> yeah, so this legislation was brought in when that was the sort of state of things was like there was no massive shutdowns of the economy there was no like um vindictive behavior by by the trade unions to try and try and bring bring employers to their knees it was already a really low ebb in the power of trade unions and part i think that's part of the reason why they managed to bring it in why there wasn't like a public outcry of stuff because trade union activity had just been slowing down for a number of years because of various other bits of legislation and yeah they've also got to give like two weeks notice of any industrial action so which just gives any employer plenty of time to one seed the idea that striking is bad to all the workers because they control all the comms of the workplace sort of thing and then also to to prepare for that yeah um, usually by hiring a shitload of scabs yeah and that, that's that's what this is like they've doubled the amount of time like this legislation doubled the amount of time that an employer has to prepare for these strikes to to like present a media strategy and stuff um and then on top of that the mandate that you get so if you win the ballot if you get your 40 percent uh threshold on your 50 percent turnout that ballot is only valid for then six months so yes yeah yeah yeah. yeah, so what an employer can do is basically when they see that you get a ballot in for a strike and that you can go on strike what they can do is bring you back to the table and be like yeah yeah we'll we'll negotiate and just drag that out as long as they can because if they can make those those negotiations go on for six months that means you have to reballot and the, the, the employers would never do that. No. Why would they do that? <laughs> no, that. Why would they do that? that They're on our side, right? Yeah, your your boss is your friend. Uh, He's everyone, my friend. It's a family. It's a family. The boss is boss family. is like boss is like the daddy. It's like the daddy of the family. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! People, someone goes into work being like, oh, can't wait to work for my daddy all day. Mm. No, here we go. Here we go. Okay, it's like a kink. Like you know. Like, uh, Fuck me. Fucking daddy kinks for your boss in the workplace. The only reason you turn up because you're into it. I hate that. I hate that. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was going to I was gonna mention something, uh, and then we got too distracted by... Um, You're going to talk about the post. Yeah, so we one of our more recent ballots, one that, that wasn't actually passed... Um, uh, we So one of the things the university... Uh, in college union UCU d- did while they were balloting for strike action is there was two separate like issues one was the four fights which is for an anti casualization or less casualization I can't remember which which one it was uh, better pay uh, safer working conditions and um, a sort out to oh not safer working conditions sorry uh, enter workload issues and a sort out the the um, equality issues so like basically there's the like black and minority ethnic people and women earn significantly less than their male counterparts in in university and it's it's rough that has been getting slightly better but that's one of the four fights sort of thing so that's one campaign the four fights and the other one is uh for pensions um, and the four fights one passed the the ballot passed and it was great and we went on strike for that hell yeah, but the 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 pensions one, um, the, there was a reballot for it 
because it, it failed at Christmas. There's a reballot for it, um, and so they had to send out new ballots to everyone. Um, I got my letter three days before the deadline, um, just because of quote-unquote post issues and stuff. Um, but I am not sure if mine made it back in, in, in time, because um, three days is the point. They, they say try and send your letter before at least three days before the, the cutoff point, because that way you can then make sure it actually arrives where it's supposed to, uh, the mail issues, um, considering mail issues and stuff. Um, so I suspect, because that, that was happening a lot in Manchester, there was just like a load of like really late mail um and yeah that that i, I su suspect that significantly affected the response to it because the the we didn't even make threshold um like barely uh, not barely but like by a significant margin like we we didn't make threshold <laughs> whereas the the other the other um ballot definitely made threshold um so like yeah it's it's it, it, it it's it's Deliberately, I, I don't want to say deliberately. So it's not like there's people sat uh, an evil like, like round table being like, how do we fuck up people even more? It's like, it's 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 an evolution of the like the the system that we live in based on interests, uh, and it, yeah, it, it just so happens to be in people's interest to make sure that their workers are working all the time. And so they they do things that make it seems it seems like sense you know it, like you're gonna make sure that these people definitely want to go on strike so like uh, uh, bullshit like that and that builds up consistently to create the worst nightmare <laughs> that you can imagine. Yeah, like, it's it's all class relations all the way down, and like as well as like protecting the employer, there's also a bunch of this act that is that seems like. To, if if I'm gonna put a tinfoil hat on here, um, it, oh, yeah. it se seems like it's to punish people for organising. Um, yeah. So there's got to be like a union official supervisor for pickets under this legislation. Yeah. Uh, so this is more about like once a strike is happening than like getting it happening, but it's all part of the sort of same thing that sort of puts people off uh, organising it and everything. So that official supervisor has to be easily identifiable whatever must carry a letter of authorization from the union to be shown to employers by request they need to be constantly carrying that letter because uh, if they're not carrying it for whatever reason if it you know it gets lost or whatever you, you're a human you you lose letters you you don't you don't bring it with you um, I mean, like, especially on strike days when there's a shitload of stuff going on. Yeah, there's on. so like, much happening. There's a load of resources you have to, like, maneuver around places. Like, you have to make sure everyone's, like, okay at each picket point. Like, and, and, like all this, all this like, stuff that's going on. Uh, you're bound to lose something. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically, this, this strike can be labeled illegal if you just leave it on the kitchen table on the morning like the whole strike can be labeled illegal after everything which is the, it, the, uh, yeah so nonsense. you know there's a lot of pressure put on the people who are organizing the strike um if i am correct i was just gonna say fucking very british to be like oh, have you got your striker's license yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah have you got your striker's license um They've got also got to give the police their name, contact details, and the location of the picket. You've got to register with the cops that you're uh. that you're responsible for a picket. So, like, the cops have you on a register of troublemakers, and even even the police, like chief police officers who were consulted about this, were like, "No, the law works fine. We don't need this extra power. We don't need this because you know they've got a long history of infiltrating." Like trade union movements and and things like that, and obviously yeah, we don't need yeah. this. We're already in. Yeah, way. yeah, they <laughs> they don't need they don't need the the extra lists of people, and like they're there at the pickets more often than not. They're there at the pickets watching anyway. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't matter that they've that they're putting these organizers on a register, but you know it's just an extra little bit of of intimidation 
for people. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had, um, just as while we're talking about intimidation and stuff, one of the days on our strike, uh, there was, like, uh, the university was like, oh, yeah, we need to, we need to, like, we heard some union troublemaking, so we needed to uh, up the amount of security guards by, by certain picket lines and stuff. Um, which is very funny because there was uh, horrific weather that day. So the, the, the picket points were, um, we, we postponed them for one day uh, and everyone just stayed at home because the weather was uh, dangerous. Uh, like like yeah. debris flying everywhere will injure people and will put people in hospital sort of thing. Um, but the university uh, just wanted to make sure, so they left a shitload of security guards just stood there at the picket points for us. So that was nice of them. <laughs> that was a, a scab, a scab, picket, um, a scab picketers. They were, they were, there, they were hired to cover our, uh, our strike from the strike, which is very cool of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah so that's sort of it with like the build-up to to like going on strike and balloting and everything there's there's other stuff in this legislation that does continue like the the tactics of intimidation and stuff but while we're talking about scabs i want to just talk about the new legislation that came in earlier yeah. this week now the government uh, i'm gonna go read off the .gov.uk uh page here okay um, so what this new law does, uh, I can't for the life of me find the actual name of the law, so do not at me, nerds. Um, the law has been changed to allow businesses most impacted by industrial action to fill vital roles with temporary skilled workers, who all definitely exist. Reforms <laughs> will ensure critical public services and people's daily lives remain uninterrupted by staff strikes. And the business secretary has said, in light of the militant trade union action threatening yeah. to bring vital public services to a standstill, we have moved at speed to repeal these burdensome 1970s style restrictions. Mm. Now, what those restrictions are was it was illegal for a company or an organization to bring in strike breakers, basically, to bring in scabs uh, to fulfill the roles that were being striked over, I guess, is the best mm. way of phrasing that. So, basically, they've changed the regulations so that a business can now just bring in scabs legally, and no one wants this. No, no one except the government and the people who, like, management want this including the agency sector the people who are going to be asked to do this um they actually in june this year issued a full joint statement with the trade union congress which is like the the governing body for a, a load of the unions in in the uk are not necessarily like a governing body they're like a, a collective uh group of trade unions who come together and sort of figure out direction for travel for the unions and everything um, but they issued a joint statement with the their equivalent, but for agency companies. So, like the top agency companies all came together with the top unions and said that it is an unworkable plan. Absolutely. To to ask agency workers to fill in during strikes. Um, the chief executive of the agency. Uh, said that in all disputes our aim should be to resolve conflict not to prolong it inserting a different firm's workers into the middle of a dispute can only ever inflame tensions and it's like yeah absolutely it will it'll absolutely. piss everyone off and the trade union deputy uh, general secretary was saying um once again this government is showing its disregard for international law which these proposals almost certainly breach mm. So, Yummy. yeah, the Tories have basically just decided that uh, obviously they don't care about international law. What What's going to happen to them? They don't they don't care about any of this. So no. they're just making it more difficult for you to exercise your rights as a worker by putting putting you off striking with all of these uh, restrictions on when you can go on strike and how you can go on strike and all of this nonsense and then saying oh yeah and also we're changing it so that 
the business can replace you for as long as necessary, usually paying agency workers more than their actual workers. Agency workers always cost more than in-house staff. So it's just a ridiculous thing to be able to for a business to be able to do and be arguing in good faith. If they can afford to hire in agency staff, they can 100% afford any any um, wage uplift or conditions improvements that you're asking for. Yeah, for real. Like, it, it's bizarre, right? Especially, like, especially if it goes on long enough. They're just... they've. They, I, I know it's not the ideal solution, but what they've done is they've hired a new worker at better pay. Like, at that point, like, what, the, what, what they're doing is it, bizarre. But also, like, I, I fucking love the wording from the the UK um, the UK government's like uh, notice of this new scab law um, where they're, they're talking about skilled temporary workers um, I, I'm, I'm I think we should be afraid of these workers they're terrifying because where are they getting all these skills from all, all of a sudden <laughs> it's quite impressive like, yeah like can like I don't really want to be on a train with someone who's had a 30 minute induction from a HR rep to <laughs> no, he, no, here's how you make the train safe here's how you make sure the trains don't crash crash into each other or come off the tracks I don't want to get on that train trains go real fast and they're very trains, heavy they, they're <laughs> real fast real heavy I, I'm just like I, I'm impressed that they managed to, to, to get all that experience um, to, to be able to do that it's it's very impre- like it, in what three days that they have to find out they're suddenly like oh yeah I know how to drive a train yeah, it's fine. Got this. Yeah, I've got ten years of experience within three days. It's great. And like, th- there is like a historical precedent for a government bringing in, like, bringing in agency workers to cover, cover these kinds of disputes, and it working in the government's favour uh, by breaking the strike because the workers don't expect to be replaced, and they expect there to be a bunch of problems if they are respect replaced. So there is like precedent like it, it was a big thing in the US uh Reagan it was the uh, air traffic controllers union who had ironically backed Reagan during his uh, election oh. campaign and they went on strike being like we're air traffic controllers if you want you know people not to die in in a plane you sort of need us and we need we're going on strike for these better conditions and Reagan just said haha fuck you and hired in a bunch of scabs and that broke the power of that union because it it meant that their strike didn't didn't work properly, so there is this precedent that this kind of thing can hurt strikes, mm. but it hurts strikes at the expense of the people, at the expense of the people using the services. That service, yeah. yeah it's yeah. not it's not hurting it's not hurting um, the government who's going to bring them in. It's not hurting a university who brings in scab lecturers. It's not hurting the na- na- not hurting like national rail who are bringing in people to to manage these manage the railways because they're they're not going anywhere like national rail isn't going anywhere ultimately you can't close it down and replace it with something else it needs to exist for the trains to 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 happen yeah yeah yeah. so if they bring in scab workers and a bunch of people die and a bunch of people get hurt and you know ultimately they break break the strike whatever all that's happened is the strike has been broken and a bunch of people have died nothing has improved for anyone else at all and things only get worse from that it's just such a horrible thing it's such an awful awful thing which again is epitomized by even the agency workers don't want to do this they understand that it will make everyone angry it will just upset everyone (laughs) And also that they're putting themselves at risk if they do that. Like, oh yeah, sure, I'll fucking drive a train. Whoopsie, the whole thing came off the track. Like, Jesus. Well, I mean, there was um, even in the RMT strikes who aren't uh, who aren't uh, train drivers but um, rail workers. Um, there was there was like accidents and all kinds of shit because of that. Yeah, like, because it because was they hired in a shitload of agency workers. Uh, they like... didn't they didn't hire in agency workers because they weren't oh, legally they were... allowed to. It was oh, people yeah, okay. it was... people who hadn't gone on strike who didn't have the relevant experience. Yeah, yeah so it was yeah, just yeah. people being moved around, which is tremendously unfair on them. Like, yeah, yeah, right. And to to those people, I say join you, join the RMT and go Literally, on strike. Please. 
Please join the army. If if you are put in a put in a difficult position by your employer, join your union and get involved with it and make sure that you can go on strike when you're put in a difficult position by your employer that you have the power to say no to this kind of jack sh- this kind of bullshit. Yes. And if there is no uh representation um at your workplace, perhaps it's uh for you to consider being that representation sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think I that's some I, oh go. On. I was just going to say I know my friends um are in workplaces where there's not necessarily any union reps or union representation full stop like they don't know if anyone else is in the union and stuff um all, all i can say is that you can do that that like uh, and and that would be incredible if you did uh, i know it's it's easier said than done but like um i don't know it's 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 got to start somewhere right uh, and if you need training for that the unions offer that training um uh, yeah. slightly biased, but the IWW organizer training and rep training is uh, pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah, and, and like the, the the main thing to look out for is expect to be seen as a troublemaker, because like uh, that is essentially what you are to the workplace. But like, don't let that put you down, sort of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, even being seen as a troublemaker, like I'm as cool as hell. One, it's cool, it's cool, it's sexy, you're never going to die. Um, first, So firstly, there's that. And secondly, like it doesn't actually usually cause all that much bother for you. Like no, e- Even being seen as a troublemaker. Like I'm, I'm the organiser in my branch, so I do the staff inductions, I send all the emails, I do a bunch of like public-facing stuff, um, as it were, for for the union and i have not had it be an issue with with my actual work because i'm good at my job because people in unions are good at their jobs no one's doing it no one's doing it to just shirk off but you know but if you are that's still fine yeah yeah. if (laughs) if you if you are shirking off cool they don't pay you enough i'm not going to argue with that yeah yeah, um like yeah, that's the thing, is even being seen as a troublemaker doesn't... It's not the end of the world. Um, and the, you know. the thing is, like, ma- like managers, they, they have a position to uphold, and their job is ultimately uh, against what is good for you. But as, like, as a person, they don't want the workplace to be awkward and stuff. Like, if, if, if they know you're a troublemaker, they're not exactly going to be like weird with you they don't want to be i mean like some of them i imagine will be weird with you but for the majority like they don't want to be weird with you they want an easy job like they, they don't want to turn up and, and and see one of their co-workers and just be like oh they hate me they, they don't like me oh yeah they <laughs> want yeah they want to be liked and that's a yeah, really yeah, yeah. really powerful thing as a union representative or organizer to keep in mind is that they want you to like them uh, so you can use that to your advantage. Like you can, you can levy that position into getting concessions from them because they don't want to be disliked. They don't want you to be a problem. They want everything to just tick over, and you can use that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and and so there's there's a discussion around like, um, definitely. Yeah, sorry. There's a discussion to be had about you know managers in unions themselves and like whether that is helpful or whether that's a hindrance or whatever but there are managers and i I wouldn't 100 percent trust them just because like their interests differ from yours but there are managers that can be useful and helpful sometimes i know that's bizarre for me to say (laughs) but but like uh being in the iww where managers are outright banned (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like there are sometimes they can be useful uh, and deliberately useful as opposed to useful and you know playing into your card sort of thing um as always be careful with them but you know there's 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 I can't remember what I was going to say. Fuck it. <laughs> the yeah. end. The, the end. That's that's all she wrote. Yeah, if you can 
if you can make their life easier by making the conditions of your workplace better, that that's a win because they're yes. not they're not going to fight you on that. They're going to fight with you on that because ultimately they also want their their lives to be easier. That's that's yeah. the whole thing. Is their their interest is in maintaining a status quo up until a point where the status quo becomes more of a problem that's when they can be potentially useful in my experience um but yeah like this is all sort of stuff of like how you can help out with with your with your union getting to the point of striking like thinking about thinking tactically about how like you can leverage different workplace relationships to to getting things changed to making improvements uh if you're not in a union as as henry mentioned the best way you can help improve improve things in your workplace and get to the point of being able to go and submit a strike ballot and everything like that best way you can help is by getting involved organizing it yourself with uh you and a couple of your trusted co-workers to get things rolling, talking to more people, finding out what the issues in your workplace are, and f talking through how you would address them. Uh, in terms of if you're already part of a union, if there's a registered union where you are, it's a really simple way of how to help. Is You just need to get involved. You just need to make sure your contact details are up to date. I'm pretty sure every single union you could be part of has a website where you have a little account section which has your yeah, personal yeah, details yeah. and stuff on. Make sure that's up to date. Just right now, it'll take you two minutes. Go make sure it's up to date. If you can't log into that, there will be an email address you can get in touch with to get get you access to that to make sure your account is up to date. You also need to make sure that you're listening to what like announcements your, your co-workers are making from the union. Uh, you need to make sure you're engaging with it. You can offer like your branch executive in your workplace help. There will almost always be something to do, even yeah, if it's yeah, just yeah. like a one-off little thing that's occurred to the rep in that moment. You can just ask. I was about ask. to say, like, um, I was I was about to say, like, the the if you don't know what to do to help, the the easiest way to do it is email your branch or, or talk to your rep and say, "What can I do to help?" And they'll, without a doubt have something for you to do like always yeah and even if that is really similar to how how it works for you if you're not part of a union you're organizing one how to help in the moment might be just talk to your co-workers find out what's going on so that you all know what what the issues are and you can all address them collectively yeah yeah i think we want to sort of wrap it up there we've been talking for about an hour um Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So if we want to sort of wrap it up there, uh, the last thing to direct people to, if you want to find out where the strikes near to you are happening, the best place I've found to go to is strikemap.co.uk. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, there's a cool little map there showing strikes in your area uh, that you can go and visit on the picket. People love to be visited on the picket. You take them some oh, yeah. biscuits, yeah, yeah. you take them some water if, if you can afford to. Otherwise, just turning up saying, hey, I can hand out some leaflets for you. Hey, I'm just here to support you. I, like, I'm, I love what you're doing. Like even, like, even standing around and looking looking like you're supporting is, is very useful. Like, having the numbers on a picket line does a lot of work. Like, Yeah, a lot of it's morale. A lot of with, like, these longer strikes, it can be really draining for the people going on them. You can find that you're sort of getting exhausted doing it day in day out because it's a lot of work to maintain the momentum having the people turn up and support you is is really really good it's it's like in football it's like the home field advantage thing of like you've got people um like cheer, cheering you on and that just helps okay um yeah that's sort of everything from us the documents that i've referred to to sort of help my understanding of the legislation and the different groups positions on it uh they're all going to be in the show notes uh, yeah. yeah follow us along we'll be talking more about how you can get involved in strike action what you can do to help support that uh we'll be talking about like the history of trade unions we're going to try and 
reach out to some people whose unions are on strike, see if we can do some interviews with them, talk about their I'll particular try. strikes. I'll try and be a little bit less head empty about a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I'm just really dumb, I think. I think this is incredibly useful for everyone to listen to, but incredibly useful for me. Because I'm dumb and stupid and an idiot. And... <laughs> I mean, you're not. You're lovely and you're wonderful. And I, I appreciate and value you, comrades. Um, um, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. I think that's uh, it. <laughs> up dumb. Scrub- <laughs> like, yeah, this is... Get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck Why are you still here? Leave. Go home. Oh, this is Bingles. Okay. Bingles and Bingo. Bingles and Bingo. <laughs> The Union Clowns signing off. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think just unions in the UK or some shit or... The unions in the UK, we carry our happens. Um, yeah, okay, fuck it. We can, we can, we can do that. The, na- like, unions in the UK, rename pending. Yeah. The Unnamed Union Podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> the podcast formerly known as Unions in the UK. <laughs> and just, just never have an, an actual name. Just be like, Good. yeah, we, we used to be called this. Um. <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> yeah, sure. We've been doing this for six minutes now. We do, yeah. We have six minutes of absolute <laughs> bump left. So like... like six six minutes of us just screaming into the <laughs> It's just like, I'm ready. Oh no, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs>